0: Hello and welcome to the Compatible You podcast where we speak weekly about all things women's health, wellness and body image in an attempt to break the stigma of what makes us us. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of a deep one. Um, it's, I guess I wanted to start with a trigger warning first off because in this podcast we are going to talk about my lived experience with an eating disorder and I'm very grateful that my husband has I don't know, agreed or been persuaded to come on this podcast and talk about the experiences of someone whose partner is living with an eating disorder. I guess what happens when they learn about it, because we know eating disorders are quite secretive and, you know, a little bit manipulative. So there's a lot of emotions that come with, I guess, um, realizing it and coming to terms with it. So I guess I'll give you a little bit of a background just before I do that, um, because, yeah, we are talking about some quite triggering things in this podcast. Um, As always, there will be some description uh, in the description. There'll be some resources for anyone listening who may be suffering in silence or who may have been in Joel's situation. And I guess maybe has had someone disclose to them that they're dealing with this battle. And I guess, yeah, where to reach out for help if you feel like you need that. So Joel and I got married this year in twenty January 2022. Very special day. Um, and yeah, I'm, I could probably talk for hours about how much I love him, how much he supported and helped me in many areas of my life. Um especially through the eating disorder journey that was quite dark, lonely and awful at times. So, yeah, I'm I'm not going to do this podcast to just talk about how much I love him. But, yeah, we met at work and pretty much flourished from there. I will say that I was the one who asked him out on a date first (laughs) Although he says he would have eventually, but I'm not sure how much truth there is towards that. Anyway, I will introduce Joel now. Hello, Joel. Hello. (laughs) Um, Of course, this is, well, one, this is Joel's first time talking on a podcast. It's also his first time, I think, talking about this topic in particular not quite sure if you've told family members or anything, have you? No. No,
1: nah. not yeah. really.
0: So it's his first time talking on here. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of emotions. It's not going to be an easy one to record, to say the least, but we both definitely agreed that this is the kind of talks we do need to be having. There's a lot of shame about reaching out for help. Um, and I guess, yeah, when I talk about how I explain this situation to Joel. Um, yeah, it's not easy to talk. about. I did it on Facebook Messenger because, um, yeah, I couldn't say it to his face. But again, there's no right or wrong way of telling someone. I guess the first step is telling them. So how this will work is I've just got a few questions. Joel's wrote some notes on them, which look really good. Um, and we're just going to, yeah, talk about the experience of myself and the experience of someone close to you who is kind of helping you through this. So I guess the first question for you, Joel, is... Um, I told you on Facebook Messenger when you were at work and I was just home alone because I was like, oh, shit, I've got to tell you, but I can't tell you in person. And, yeah, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have told you while you're at work because that was a bit of a hard thing to process. But can you kind of, I guess we'll start with, how did you feel when you read that? I think it was like a bloody thousand paragraph, a thousand word paragraph. How did you feel when you read that?
1: Well, I guess um, first going back to... You telling me on Messenger when I was at work, I I guess at the time I couldn't fully understand that, but absolutely looking back now, I can see why you did that. Um, Telling me on Messenger was obviously the only way you felt comfortable and that was a huge step as it was for you. So I'm just really glad that you did tell me and the fact that I was at work. No, she really cares. <laughs> it
0: wasn't ideal, but, yeah, thank you I've for saying that. Stress, but I remember we no. always used to be like, if we have big things to talk about, we have to do it in person, and we were kind of yeah. pretty good at that, but this is just a little bit too and, big for uh, me to do that. Yeah,
1: life. our relationship was always very honest and open from the start, and I think um, the fact that you actually told me this was the biggest thing, not not how you told me. Yeah, um, thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, when I got that message, I just felt awful. Um, knowing that you've been suffering alone and for so long I I had no idea like that was was my next question was
0: it expected
1: (laughs) no not at all um I barely even knew what bulimia was or no idea you had an eating disorder um I just thought you were someone who was um very motivated with your fitness and loved going to the gym and didn't really think too much of it I guess it was very naive of me no
0: not at all Um, that's how it's meant to be eating disorders and stuff are meant to be quiet and you know um, thrive when they're by themselves
1: I, I think I did as soon as you told me though I did know that it would be it was a very difficult thing you were going through and how awful it was for you um but yeah didn't really know anything about it didn't know how to help was really worried but what it meant yeah. didn't really know at that point just kind of offered my support and, and love for you told you that be there and help you through this and um... yeah
0: you did that was really special and I think I guess like when I was telling you it's not like I was expecting you to have an answer or anything like that I think especially when I've sent that message it's like when you send a risky message and you're just like as soon as you press send you're like oh shit it's like what is it what are they gonna think and I think yeah because you said we have that open and honest relationship from the beginning it's not like I kind of thought you were going to like just give up on me and be like oh god that seems like too much work to deal with it wasn't that but I think it's always just the power of the eating disorder making you feel like you're alone making mm-hmm. you feel like everyone's against you and I guess yeah if people were to find out I guess my first thought was like, oh god I'm gonna get like rolled into a psych home or something like that I was like oh shit should no, I just suffer in silence I, but no
1: not. I think I was mainly just grateful that you told me after the initial shock of Well, you had told me because I just, no idea, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I guess how did you feel, what were the feelings towards I guess me or the eating disorder, because we did, we pretty much lived together, like not officially, but I was pretty much at your house all the time. Because mm. for those who know us know that I was allergic to my house in Mount Gambia for a long time. So when I found <laughs> out I wasn't allergic to Joel's house, I was like, I'll just screw oh, it, it, it in here and well. just <laughs> yeah, I'll just make myself at home here, bring my toothbrush and stuff like that. Um, but how did you feel, I guess, knowing that? Because it was about a year I would have, I would say that I kind of dealt with it alone. Mm. Like, were you frustrated? Were you annoyed with yourself for not picking up on things? Or did you kind of just think of things that I'd done and be like, oh shit, that makes sense? What oh, absolutely.
1: That? Once I started looking into, or well, go back a step, when you told me what was going on, I, started researching online what actually is bulimia I love like, you.
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> i think when we think of eating disorders all me and being the naive person I was it kind of people just think of like anorexia and bulimia is like that one on the side that not really know about it's like
0: a look of anorexia like yeah, you don't look like that exactly you don't have an eating disorder yeah
1: exactly there's that visual image that's associated with it and from the outside emma looked like any other person just happy and bubbly covered it perfectly like nobody would (laughs) ever know anything was wrong um so I started researching online and um found out a lot of information about it um and that's when it all started to make sense really (laughs) um and I just felt so stupid because all the excuses that I remember Emma making (laughs) or like um it's
0: terrible
1: even things like Um, emma saying that she felt sick or had a reaction to something she ate like when we were out for dinner and then Mm. but
0: (laughs) that felt shit like knowing full well i was lying to you like Mm. especially because we've talked about how important trust is in a relationship so even though like it's not like cheating or anything along those levels it still felt like i wasn't being honest with you and I think that's the other like complication yeah. of eating disorder because it just makes you feel like you're the bad person, like you're hiding we, it.
1: Yeah, we do have a very honest open relationship and I think it was a little bit hard to accept the fact that it's not Emma lying to me here. It's not mm-hmm. Emma deceiving me. That's the eating disorder and what goes along with it. And um, yeah, as time went on, that got easier to deal with. But I think that's for anyone in my position, it's really important to accept that because you're if your partner's keeping it from you, it's not because I want to that's mm. that's just part of the eating disorder and something that you have to work through.
0: yeah, hundred yeah. percent because I think that's a huge thing. Um, not realizing I'm working against you or trying to be like manipulative on like on purpose. it's mm. just like That's the reality of eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you said you kind of did your research. What? How did you do that? Like, where did you go? What did you find out? Um, What were you shocked by?
1: Well, I started with Google. Yeah, Google. Everyone would do, I guess. Um, found the Butterfly Foundation. That's probably one of the biggest eating disorder foundations in Australia. Um, their website had a lot of useful information on it, where I learned lots of things. But then I found their eating disorders org.au website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a Victorian government website, and at the time, the South Australia government website was pretty useless. With mm-hmm. Not much information, but theirs was actually really good and set up well. And I learned a lot from that. Um, to the point that um, they had like how to get help, um, like specialist GPs um like health guide yeah of thing, sort of thing yeah. like um fill out questionnaires to fill out when you go to the GP things to talk about when you first yeah. disclose it and things like that. So I ended up calling them and speaking to them but even though we were only 20 minutes from the Victoria border <laughs> um they weren't a huge amount of help to us because they didn't know about any of the South Australia yeah.
0: Yeah. GPs who kind of specialised
1: yeah. in it. Because um, I guess I wanted to get you help um, even before I kind of convinced you (laughs) um, to get that help. I wanted to start putting things in motion and work out how I was going to do that. Um, So I ended up calling the Statewide Eating Disorders Service. That's like the South Australia one. Um, And I don't think South Australia is as organised as Victoria with um, the kind of GPs and things who specialise in eating disorders because my worry was that, um, well, I worked out that the first step was going to a GP and getting
0: referrals, referrals and, and
1: things yeah. like that for it. But if you had a bad experience with the GP or um, the GP didn't understand or I guess didn't prompt you in the right ways, that would just be a huge setback to you and yeah. it'd just be a massive.
0: So is that a big fear to for get. you? Yeah, I absolutely. Did take you that step. Yeah.
1: Um, so there was one. Kind of practice in Mount Gambia that um, kind of spoke about each of their GPs, and one of them um, kind of specialized in female health and um, women's health and mental health, sort of thing, which falls into eating sort of bracket. So I was able to, um, well, I guess after I convinced you that um, we should go see a GP, and
0: yeah, you actually had the appointment (laughs) made. I remember. I think so. Yeah, it was like, okay, I've looked at your roster. You've got this day off. Um, FYI, we're going on a date, but it is to the doctors. <laughs> I've got
1: this day off. We'll <laughs> go together. We'll get through this. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think that's. I definitely needed that because if you had a told me, like, if you had a had approached it, like, okay, well, you've told me now, you need to call someone to. I don't think mm, that I, would I have happened. about
1: that actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you didn't have a good GP in Mount Gary at that stage, which was another hard thing. I think if you've got a GP who you know and trust and have a good relationship with, Makes, us, makes it a lot easier, but yeah, definitely. You didn't have that, so it was kind of starting from scratch. Thankfully, yeah. this lady we found turned out to be awesome. Oh, was she was
0: amazing, wasn't she? Oh my god,
1: good first experience! But
0: do you remember us sitting in the waiting room and I was yeah. like, Oh shit, no, I can't do it. I was like almost hyperventilating, and then I think I went to the toilet like three times. Yeah. And you were like, Do you promise in like five minutes? Like, when you're in the toilet? I was like, No, it's all good, you'll come and oh, get me.
1: So you no, know, don't bail on me now. <laughs> it's
0: like, Oh, yeah, I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> you see the tires squealing from the back
1: yeah
0: I remember yeah. that do you how do you I guess when we first went to that appointment what was your reaction because I, I just remember as soon as I like said the first word I just burst into tears because I was like I've never t- well I told you but yeah. I'd never kind of taken it seriously kind of thought like I was never going to get help because this is just who I am. I think it's also I didn't want anyone to stop me as well. So I think that was a barrier I had to overcome. So what was your experiences of that appointment?
1: Uh, It was tough for me too, especially seeing you that upset and vulnerable, I guess.
0: Vulnerable is a big word, Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, you were, (laughs) I guess, in your most vulnerable (laughs) state that day. Um, And, yeah, I I was just glad I could be there your side to support you through it and then when um, I guess you felt like you couldn't say much more the GP I could step in and kind of you were the kind of that voice when I had what was going on so then at least enough for her to understand my concerns and a little bit of what going on and that got the ball rolling which is which was really good
0: yeah definitely and she kind of knew what we had to do next and stuff like that did that kind of make you feel like better about the situation like at least we kind of had this plan in place
1: definitely definitely um to know that and to know that you had a plan for yourself and that your what you'd been going through had been validated and you hadn't been fobbed off I think yeah that was was huge huge.
0: and I think I I pretty I'm pretty sure I said it to you that that's what I was worried about like and you were like what if it wasn't taken seriously what if Mm they're just like, oh, well, you just need to stop throwing up. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, like, or if it's one of those
1: GPs where they're running an hour late and they're just rushing through their appointments, yeah. trying to catch up.
0: I was going to say, we were probably in there for like an hour, oh, weren't we? We would have made
1: everyone yeah. late for the rest of the yeah. day for sure. But
0: but that was incredible, yeah. 100%. I don't, yeah, I cannot commend mm. that doctor mm. anymore for how she supported us. Um, I remember because... You kind of brought up the topic of telling my mum because you obviously knew we were close and yeah. not much goes on without her knowing about it. But I remember you were like, no, we need to tell her. And I was like, I think we just need to wait till we have this plan. Because <laughs> if I tell her without a plan, it's just like I'll probably hear her driving from Adelaide to Mount Gambia. She doesn't drive. She does not drive country roads. So that probably would have been a big thing. But I guess how were you... How did you feel, I guess, that I had, like, confided in you, I guess, as opposed to, like, my mum or something like that? Like, did that, how did that make you feel? Um,
1: I guess it was, it was nice to know that I was trusted and I was that person who you obviously thought you could lean on. So that was that was really good. But it also came with the responsibility of not breaking that and if you didn't want to tell your mum or tell other people... Yeah. I had to respect that which I think was pretty hard I just wanted to call your mum myself and tell her so she could offer you that support as well but yeah I knew that if I did that that would
0: no that's true and I was really grateful that you did that because I guess I guess for anyone telling one person is huge and then I think it's just a matter of working through your journey and your recovery to be like, okay, now I feel strong enough to tell so and So Mm. I guess like speaking out about it doesn't mean you have to tell everyone under the sun, Mm. but I guess, yeah, you definitely have to choose that person that you trust because it is serious. And like a lot of us don't know that eating disorders are the highest rate of like mortality in terms of um, mental health disorders. So it's, yeah, I think it's crucial that you tell someone that's, very
1: trustworthy i guess that was that fact alone was pretty scary to me once i found that out yeah um just knowing that i'd been living with you and so so close to you and i love you so much already by that point yeah and that you're in such a vulnerable state just suffering alone was was, yeah pretty hard to process
0: yeah i was gonna say yeah every time i didn't every day i didn't tell you i was like oh you just need to do it already but I did. And that is, that's good. That's a fine. Um, I guess we've kind of talked about, yeah, the processes you did of getting help and your experiences with them. Um, but what changes, I guess, have you seen since recovery? Like, can you see some differences from me? To, from mm, absolutely. Then
1: to now? And I just want to stress to people listening that the recovery isn't an overnight process. It's a no. long, hard road, especially for, it was especially for Emma. Um, is for their loved ones, but mm-hmm. definitely most for the person with the eating disorder. Absolutely, um, and yeah, you have good days and bad days, and um, it's just an ongoing process. Um, like it, recovery can take years or longer. So, like the sooner you start it, yeah, absolutely, Our communication the, the sooner, is big, yeah. isn't it? Because I
0: remember you said like especially in the early stages of recovery, you were like, if something is to happen, like, you feel like you need to do something, please just tell me. And that took a while to do that because I was like, but if I tell you, you're going to stop me. That's not what I want. But your recovery is bigger than your eating disorder and yeah. And I think
1: when you got to the point where you told me each time you kind of had an incident, um, that was a big step yeah that was a big step <laughs> yeah. for you and um, it was hard for me not to just be annoyed at you like why, why why'd Come you do on. that oh you've gone so well but um yeah you, you've got to understand that it happens um mm-hmm. and I guess yeah you, you start again and start start building up but each time Emma, the you, gaps yeah each time you, you got a bit mm-hmm. the gaps got bit, bigger and yeah
0: I think another element that was difficult for us was country living, wasn't it? Like Mm. especially in Mount Gambier. I remember, I guess part of the, well, my recovery process and how I got help, um, we had to go to Adelaide. We had to go to Flinders to the Mm. hospital to see that psych who kind of did the first evaluation and the only appointment we got was when I'd finished night. Was it when I'd finished night shift,
1: I reckon? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah. Our roster's never lined up. No, so. so I
0: think you were able to get a late day off or something. Um, but then, yeah, I remember we had to drive from Mount Gambier to Adelaide. Mm. And I think I slept in the back. Then I remember you doing a wide turn coming out of that. Yeah. Keith turned right. out. I just woke up. But I guess that's another element of, I guess, barriers to help Um but I'm just grateful that you kind of didn't let that dictate, no. I guess, us reaching out But for once health.
1: we got things set up, you were able to do, although telehealth isn't nearly as good as being there in person, we were mm. able to do a lot of that um, with the psychologist um, from mm. Eating Disorder Service.
0: I remember I had to book my, I think I had to book a telehealth appointment or something. And I remember I did it on your phone and the, like that number had come up, so I knew you'd called them before, and I was just like, "Oh my god, you're amazing!" Like, oh, that was just yeah. that's a memory that I remember vividly through that stage. I was like, "You called them? Like you? You helped me?" Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Back to your, I guess, actual question there. Since, um, I guess you'd start just the beginning of your recovery. I've certainly noticed a lot of changes um one of the big things was that you were always really stressed to go out with friends or <laughs> even out for dates like to restaurants um even to get takeaway food together was a big stress for you but um certainly now that's more enjoyable and mm, I think not, so not a massive decision like it was before and you don't spend the whole day preparing for it <laughs> yeah. like you would have before
0: yeah um yeah. And I can actually kind of like finish a movie with you afterwards. It's not like I'm yeah. um, kind of just like, okay, are you are gonna go to bed yet?
1: What's going on here? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Going to the gym every day. Yeah. That's um, although you, you still like to go to the gym. Yeah, that's kind most of a good days. stress release. Um, yeah. It's not the end of the world if you don't no. get your workout in every day.
0: I definitely don't remember. I used to do like two oh, gym workouts a day the other thing, plus you have a so run. Much more time
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easily over two hours a day going to the gym going for a run doing um classes
0: but how hard was it like everyone congratulated you yeah. for doing that of course I was going to keep doing it like everyone's like oh, you're so dedicated Condoned you're so disciplined and- whilst I was dying like not mm. like literally but like I was so exhausted and I guess how do you think that impacted our relationship like looking back do you think like there were some moments where I was like a bit not annoying to be around, but, like, stressed and kind of, like, I couldn't relax. Like, how do you think that affected our relationship looking back?
1: I think, like, I was just naive and just thought that you were um, just wanting to be super fit because we were in the police at the time and Mm -hmm. I guess the trait of being a good police officer is being fit. and That's um, what I hid behind, didn't I? Yeah, absolutely. So I just kind of let that go and um, although I would have wanted to spend more time with you, I understood that that's what you wanted to do and kind of just let it happen. Um, But the other thing was because you were doing so much of that and you were um, so much exercise and then um, purging like almost on a daily basis, you had no energy. Like you'd just crash in the nights and even at work you'd just like
0: Not as bubbly, not as like like get the job done, but not lively, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I guess I remember some of our holidays, I was a bit of a stress head. Like I remember we always had to know where the gym was whenever we were staying. And do you remember we stayed in Halls Gap? And obviously there's no gyms in Halls Gap. (laughs) But I was like adamant I had to find a workout to do outside, and you meanwhile, you like, I just could not understand how you could just sit there, enjoy your cup on the balcony, and just be like, No, I don't need to work out today. I was just like, what? what is that mentality?
1: But then you convinced us to go for like two massive hikes, oh, and we God. almost died.
0: <laughs> Didn't we do 20 kilometers in a day? Yeah, and it, it was, was just.
1: She and was it's early. like
0: what, and to the point where it's like I didn't actually enjoy or take in any of the views because we couldn't stop. Remember, it was just like, no, we have to get to the top and it's not like let's just stop, enjoy the view, see what's going on. It's like, mm. no, we're exercising, we have to go. And it's just like we have to go back to Hullscape and actually Definitely. enjoy the views <laughs> so and get do in. the walks a little bit better.
1: <laughs> I think I certainly enjoyed it more than you, but yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's I'm glad that you can kind of see some differences. Absolutely. Um,
1: the other thing I was gonna say, your mm, body image has improved mm. enormously. I think that's probably the one of the yeah. standout things before. Not that I realized, mm. I guess after you started telling me about what was going on, I could see that you your body image, how you perceived yourself mm. was terrible. Um, but that's yes. certainly much better. The yeah. Mm. But, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I'm very happy with that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, what would you recommend to someone who knows someone close to them who is battling silently with this? Like, if someone was in your position, what would you tell them?
1: Uh, You just need. Well, the first thing is just support them. Let them know that you're there for them, that you love them, even during, especially during the low points and bad days. Even because those are the days where it's going to be hardest for you supporting (laughs) them because you're like. I've put in all this effort and done all this work and like yeah. done everything I can, but you're like still like relapsed or this still at this. Yeah, I never point, felt any really resentment from anything. you. No, like, never, never was. Yeah. Um, it was. I hard how helpless I felt at times because I just wanted to <laughs> make, just
0: wave your magic wand. Or, make it or all, physically yeah.
1: stop you from <laughs> from doing it, like guard you yeah. 24 hours a day. And I never
0: felt that from yeah. you, which was good because I think that's important. Like as much as the eating disorder can be manipulative, there does have to be that level of trust where it's yeah. like I'm not on like an RTO or anything where you have mm. to just watch me 24 something. I think that would have been a bit detrimental to my recovery yeah, i think so and their relationship yeah, probably not doing that. yeah maybe just a little bit might yeah. affect it yeah
1: um yeah anyone who's i guess supporting someone the more you understand the eating disorder they have the better you're going to be able to support them mm. so do your research talk to the butterfly foundation or any other eating disorder services you can find um, internet i found was an awesome resource if you don't actually feel so confident talking to people in person about it but just read about it um and that will really help you and then when you feel the times right encourage that person to seek professional help because i guess at the end of the day you can do everything you can for him but they're probably just gonna stay stagnant where they are yeah. at best until professional
0: they treatment. actually yeah.
1: start getting that that help and going through those steps.
0: Yeah. I, I no, I didn't write this question down, but it's just popped into my head. So sorry for putting you on the spot. Um, but I guess it was very difficult for you going through this, like navigating the emotions of everything, like mm. everything. Did you how did you kind of deal with that for yourself? Like, did you talk to anyone? or i guess cuz i know you kind of didn't tell anyone did you do anything for yourself and i guess looking back would you have done anything differently to support yourself through this cuz as mm-hmm. much as yes it's about my recovery I I, yeah but you're in, like you're important to it us a lot yeah to take it's, on. it's
1: no secret that it's hard for the people supporting yeah. those with eating disorders as well um that's where the butterfly foundation is really good i mm. think i just i kind of just relied on the resources on their website without talking to anyone probably probably i don't know better at yeah. bottling bottling things up and just pushing through them it's probably not really such a good trait but um we work through that,
0: though,
1: yeah right? if you need to talk to someone as a i guess supporter mm-hmm. for someone with an eating disorder the butterfly foundation has those resources yeah. and they have hotlines just that you can talk to people and they can give advice on what to do and
0: yeah definitely yeah. that's good yeah I was gonna say it's yeah like it's hard obviously for the person recovering but it's a lot to bloody take on and mm-hmm. keep it to yourself especially when I kind of swore you to secrecy as well
1: yeah, definitely. yeah but
0: yeah those resources definitely help and I don't know I guess now that I'm openly talking about it hopefully you can if you ever still feel like you need to talk that you've got that platform to do that absolutely yeah okay that was so good you did so you were so nervous for this but you did amazing um is there anything else you wanted to just finish off on that's
1: that's it all.
0: beautiful no that was really good um yeah it definitely wasn't easy i think it took us about 10 minutes before we actually pressed the record button it's like are you ready i'd pressing, and be like no 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 <laughs> but we got there so yeah thank you so much um Obviously, you know, I love you, but I guess it's really powerful for you to be able to speak up about this. Again, we're not talking about this kind of stuff. Um, we're barely talking about people speaking up about their own. Yeah. Um, battle. So to have someone talk about their experience of someone who's disclosed it to them or, so, you know, I guess even if you suspected that I had something, like it's a lot to deal with. So I'm glad you yeah. kind of talked about it.
1: And I think it. anyone who's struggling with an eating disorder, you just need to take that step of telling someone you trust. Oh, um, shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: that was a enormous step for you.
0: As soon as I knew, I, like, I saw your bubbles pop up that you were applying. Yeah. And even though I was like, oh shit, like, what's he going to say? The relief, like the literal weight off my shoulders was just insane. And yeah. it's like, yeah like I knew I wasn't gonna automatically recover because I told you but it was like that little light like this mm. sounds so cliche but it was like you can see that light it's like okay it's been dark for a long time there is a little light popping well, that's up that's the now. thing
1: if you didn't tell me who knows if I would have worked it out on my own how long it would have taken or tip what would nails just
0: and, yeah <laughs> no I'm joking I'm <laughs> joking but yeah but no 100% yeah, and you probably disorder. wouldn't have no because, and you uh, think disorders yeah.
1: are scary things how much they affect your mental health yeah. they can have enormous consequences so yeah
0: 100% yeah
1: be brave and when you're be ready to take that take that step and tell someone you love and
0: yeah, definitely. Mm. Thank you so much. And yeah, um, just for any listeners, like I said, there will be some resources in the description and in the post I do about this. Again, not an easy, easy. My list just went. There. Um, not an easy thing to talk about, but it's something we do need to talk about because we know the statistics are scary. We know how many are undiagnosed, and it's just yeah, there is a better life waiting when it comes to recovery. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. And yeah, I really hope someone resonated with anything from this. And yeah, like in the words of Joel, be brave and speak up.